Hello and welcome to SPS Unscripted, a podcast between two friends who have never met, living in opposite ends of the UK, connected by a rare neurological disease called stiff person syndrome. Our journey to soul sisterhood started via messages, supportive messages, which has now grown into a wonderful journey of empathy, encouragement and learning to live the best version of ourselves. Join your hosts, L&M, for some cosy chit-chat, pour yourself a drink, make yourself comfortable as we discuss all things life. Hello and welcome to today's podcast where we are discussing hobbies, interests and finding another way. Hobbies remove us from everyday experiences and they disconnect us from responsibilities and reality, almost transporting us to a place where we can engage in something that we are passionate about or indeed simply pleasurable. Participating in meaningful, joyful activities creates a chemical response in the, the neurotransmitters releasing dopamine and endorphins, to name a few of what we would call the happy hormones. And the more we continue to dabble and engage, the brain is able to step out of what we would call automatic pilot and allow for training of the brain to be more active, happy and healthy. Now, this may seem all very well, and I use the term loosely to an able-bodied person, Um, We are aware that many of our listeners may in fact feel trapped um, because activities that they once enjoyed are now inaccessible, which leads to perhaps mentioning the social model of disability, which really highlights that people are disabled due to the restrictions from the social and the physical environment rather than an active disease within the body. Um, but it also can be difficult um, in when we, ill health steps into our life and we actually place what could be called self-limiting barriers. When we become stuck and a cycle, particularly with SPS, um, can gain momentum. So today, Lindsay and I are looking forward to sharing with you our own hobbies and interests But more importantly, we would like to discuss how we stepped out of that cyclone, how we stepped out of automatic pilot, and we did find another way to enjoy life and to engage in meaningful and joyful activities. And as always, um, Lindsay will start the podcast with a lovely inspirational quote of the day. So good morning, Lindsay. Good morning and good morning to all the beautiful souls out there that have um, tapped in and tuned in to Mm -hmm. have a little listen to M&L. So good morning. Um, Okay, inspirational quote for today. In quietness, one comes to know that nothing good is ever lost. It has become a part of all that is and all that is to come. And that's Pam Brown. So I think that's very beautiful and very fitting for the way that I started my morning. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and and myself too, Lindsay, of just starting the day off. Although mine's was not entirely silent. I think we have the swallows migrating <laughs> and taking. Oh, again this year. Yes, uh-huh. And um, perhaps this might actually paint me in a bad light because last year they, they, they left a terrible mess, as I think I was saying to you. But yes. we did have the joyful moments of the, um, seeing the first flight um of the babies you know um the little chicks and that was wonderful and I have that captured on camera I think I sent it to you actually you did yes uh-huh but the other day I'd actually um commented to my husband saying because their nests are there from last year and I was thinking you know should we actually remove them and he he was taken aback that something such as that could come from my mouth and he's like how dare you They've migrated, they're flying thousands and thousands of miles and they're not choosing oh. that neighbour's house and they're not choosing that one to the left. They're choosing our home. How could you do that to them? And I was like, that's okay, I'll welcome the swallows. So I'm not sure if it's them or another little bird that's um, made a nest in our roof and that is um, allowing me to start my day with silence and bird song. <laughs> so... Well, on on the backhand of that, mm -hmm. I shall just add my daughter. God bless her. She actually says, Mum, why? Why do the birds have to be so noisy so early? Mm. And I'm like, sweetheart, mm. get up, go listen, go be, go be with the birds. And she, <laughs> she's like, Mum, are you mad? What is wrong with you? But you know that bird song. I mean, bird song is different to having you know them scratching about, I guess, and and, yeah. and making all that that noise. But um, I personally couldn't move the nests. Um, no, I I can't either. But <laughs> the mess that they made last year was it was quite difficult to maintain, to be honest with you. Um, and then obviously we have the dog who's very inquisitive. And then there was um, another element where um, one or two of the little chicks didn't make it. And, oh. and I found that really difficult, you know, but I, I'm just being selfish. So, yes, th they <laughs> shall come on their holly bags and um, reside with us. <laughs> well, I'll look Welcome. forward to the photos and the videos that you'll yes. send through to me. Yes. Welcome, little birdies. Welcome. So, Lindsay, this is something that you and I, that the topic of this podcast is something that we discuss every single day. Every day. Yes. Every day. Mm. And I think I am very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I am known to always use the word, the, the term human doings. We are human beings, but we are human doings. Mm -hmm. um, now, when I say that human doings, please do not call in or, or comment about the Dalai Lama or contact the Dalai Lama because I know his, his um, philosophical concept of us being human beings and not human doings. So it's contradictory to what I'm saying today. It, it's, it's not a philosophical concept. When I say human doings, I mean that we need activity in our life um, or else life can become very stale. It, become, it becomes monotonous, although ironically with active disease, sometimes we, we thirst for monotony. We, you know, we look for that continuous monotonous week where there isn't the ups and downs and there's just a nice rhythm of life. But if, 
if we become isolated, if we stop engaging, if we stop searching for activities or moments that are meaningful and bring us joy, bring us happiness, engage us, keep our bodies active, keep our minds active, then we almost become stuck in a rut. We become, we, we enter into this cyclone of not feeling good in our physical self and our psychological self. So, you know, as we talk about this dualism, this being one, the mind and the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always re- remember reading, and, and, and excuse me if this isn't correct to date, but um, with my background of being a therapist, I always remember reading in relation to being able to justify why I am setting um, rehab goals or encouraging patients to participate in meaningful activity. So you do you. What do you want to do? What do you want to get back to? And one of the studies um, highlighted that out of a cohort of, I can't remember how many patients, 75% of the cohort when they began to participate in activities, hobbies, um, going into a place of joy, happiness, stimulating both mind and body, they had a drop in blood pressure. And also when they tested the cortisol levels, the, the cortisol levels had dropped within their body, therefore resulting in um, a reduction in inflammation as well. So yeah. it, there's a big knock-on effect there. It's not just always about, well, it is about being present and being in the moment, but there is a, a physiological um, Yes, there, there absolutely is. I, With regards to myself and even, um, you know, my, my family, I say to them, change your state. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly uh, with my eldest daughter, she's like, Mum, what you know, what what do you mean? And I'm literally, if you're in that whirlwind of panic, fear, or even boredom, mm-hmm. get up, move, move your body. Literally, as you say, with the physiologically, you know, that that change, the physiological mm-hmm. change in, in the body, it's it's that um when you 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 raise your heart rate, you pump the cardio. That's when the state changes. Mm-hmm. But what do you do when you're not able to mm-hmm. go for a run or get up and do you know fifty jumping jacks and a mm-hmm. hundred squats or whatever it is that used to be your jam, whatever it was that used yeah. to you know bring your body back to balance from a physiological point point of view. Um, and that's where, um, you know, when you and I say hobbies, interests, finding another way, because we both used to love dancing. We both used to yeah. love running. You know, that's mm-hmm. like it was who we was. Um, but that doesn't mean that has to stop being who you are. It's just finding another way to get the same results. So for me, the, this morning in particular, I couldn't get up. I couldn't go for a run or anything like that. So I popped on um, a meditation music soundtrack and I did some Wim Hof breathing. So mm-hmm. with the breath, that is, is scientifically proven to um, calm the cortisol, to have physiological mm-hmm. changes. So I don't know whether any of the listeners have heard of Wim Hof, Iceman. Mm-hmm. Um, there's plenty of, of material on YouTube. Um, for many people, it may not be for them. 
Um, I think you and I have chatted about that before, and and I don't know whether that causes some ill effects to you. For me, it's Mm -hmm. fabulous um, Mm -hmm. when I'm able to, because, you know, there are days, there are times when it is too powerful. I cannot push and draw those those fast, full breaths. It's just Mm -hmm. not possible. But that's again what I mean by finding another way. If if that then isn't possible to help um, calm the cortisol, then maybe gentler breathing exercises. Mm-hmm. You know, so there is always another way. Those changes though within the blood and within the body, and as you say, reducing inflammation, it is very, very, very real. And again, with calming the mind. Um, curbing anxiety, lifting yes. depression, that you know, the happy hormones that we speak mm-hmm. of. It's fabulous. So just saying, um, wanting to, you know, to add mm-hmm. that in, there's there's always a way if you physically cannot get up to change your state, mm-hmm. there are also other means and ways of doing it. And it's being open-minded to that and knowing that there is another way because, you know, take me back a few years and I didn't know. I didn't know there was another mm-hmm. way. I was very much, you know, the, the the person that you were speaking of right in the beginning, you know, when you, you were given the introduction, I was stuck. Mm-hmm. I was in the dark. There was no variation to, mm-hmm. to my life from morning, noon to night. It was purely I was in the bed. There was no, there was no, there was, there, there was no activities, not even from my bed because I didn't know how to to access it I didn't know what the other way was Mm -hmm. you know until I started my own personal healing journey so don't know whether you have anything to to say on that yeah I um I would agree Lindsay um just going back to the Wim Hof I, I, I remembered our conversation with that because I have dysfunctional breathing and that just makes me hyperventilate. So remember I said to you, um, yes. that, that's not for me, but I, I do think there are many benefits to that. And um, it is something that, as you say, um, is worthwhile looking into um, if if you do not experience dysfunctional breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I was a wee bit lightheaded after that one. Um, but yes, I think I went from being a very active women um as you say dancing and people who know me from from before would say you know my my love for latin dancing and salsa dancing um i think honestly my friends were dragged everywhere i'm like let's go here let's do this and um i just yeah i loved dancing um and there were many other, as you say, the gym, you know, uh, kind of like on the treadmill and then hitting the, the pool afterwards and, and just been so active. And in fact, when I was being discharged from hospital after the seven weeks, I, one of my first questions was, can I return to swimming? Um, and then the neurologist, I can't get my words out today, the neurologist had said to me, well, I wouldn't do lens, but perhaps try breads because you might get stuck. So it's about it adapting. Yes. And and if you know that you, you feel that um, swimming, I mean, the property of water is very beneficial. But if you are feeling that swimming's too strenuous, there's even, you know, just walking in the water. I've t- I tried that um, and I see lots of lots of people, particularly more elderly people um, when they can't swim. They're just walking back and forward. They're doing um, breath. So 
adapting is again as you say you know one um, can really I just important. can mm-hmm. I just say something there that one word adapting mm-hmm. and I think that brings me to a point to where I am now with finding peace with where I am now because that word that was used so flippantly when I first um mm-hmm. you know when when SPS first came came well it didn't come into my life it kind of took a sledgehammer through the door mm-hmm. you know and 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 made itself have very much known very quickly but when people therapists you know physiotherapists mm-hmm. um were saying to me about adapting when members of family would say that mm-hmm. adapting and you know accepting I could have screamed at the top of mm-hmm. my lungs if I had had the capability to do so because my mental mindset it was not in that place it was not in that place of um adapt and move forward it was no I want my life as it was, mm-hmm. I don't want anything to change. And, you know, my life as Lindsay's life, if it cannot stay that way, nothing is good enough. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I think it took for me to get out of my own way to allow a more fruitful life to come in, to experience that. So I think sometimes it takes where we need to sit and Mm -hmm. think and look within ourselves and see are we blocking ourselves from moving forward Mm -hmm. and living alongside SPS or any other you know Mm -hmm. um, health challenges Mm -hmm. Um, so it was just that that word was it was a trigger for me back in the day adapt allow the changes to happen well no no, yeah. if I can't go, if I can't go for a run, then I, I, I don't want to be able to, 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 you know, to participate in anything because I want to be able to make those decisions for myself and still do what I've always done. Mm-hmm. I was not ready to walk alongside SPS. I was still fighting yeah. it with, with the boxing gloves on. So for anyone out there who's listening, who's newly diagnosed, newly you know mm-hmm. into the you know the um the adjustment period of, of SPS or are a number of years through it which I was you know yes. like mm-hmm. 10 years I fought against this before all of, you know I just I got to a point where I had to surrender because I, I completely lost myself yeah I think the word that um really encapsulates that is acceptance Mm. And I, I was not in a place of acceptance either, Lindsay. And I think um, I, I can really resonate with with what you're saying there. I, it, yes, I, I did struggle too, um, as we know, and, and and we've shared. And I would say, you know, going back to basics, if you're not there yet, then it's it's perhaps taking that first tentative step towards making a ripple of self-care to allow you on the journey to acceptance. Also from there, I would say that I actually bounce around with acceptance. So if all is going well and my body is managing the, the gentle hobby or activity that I'm partaking in that day, participating in, um, then all is good and all is well and all is breezy and sun shining and you know but when there are physical 
ramifications of that, I then suddenly go into fight or flight and it's like, oh no, this disease is actually here. It's really real. Absolutely. Yeah, so I do bounce about with that. And I had very wise advice from a fellow therapist, therapy friend who um, was looking in, you know, as I was in the cyclone. And she would say, just remember, you are going to feel the sting if you do something that day. So for perhaps, you know, when I was able to go on the longer walks or I was able to, to do something that was a bit more energetic, then the next day I was, you know, I, I was flat out. And bearing in mind, I was still trying to deal with a boom and bust cycle of fatigue. But that really helped me to think, OK, yeah, I am going to feel physical. I am going to have a physical um, knock on effect from doing this today. And it's about acceptance, you know, accepting that that the disease is there. Okay, we don't want to acknowledge it every day. We don't have to get up every morning and think, I am M and I have SPS. No, I don't want to think like that every day. I just want to think, hello, good morning, M, how are you? (laughs) I've slept well. Um, Let's start with the gratitude. And what are we going to do today that's going to make us joyful, happy? Um, And in the place where I am now, And that really, acceptance is the key. Accepting that if you have a broken leg, you're not going to go out and run until your leg is healed. And with neurological diseases, as you say, with the waxing and the waning, there there might not be continuity of each day. There might not be um, the ability to get up and do the same hobby or activity day after day after day yes and um sorry sweetheart no, no, it's okay. because that's that's what throws me mm-hmm. how do you plan how do you lead what we would what we used to call a normal life I don't like the word normal inverted commas normal yes yeah yeah you know when you're watching for instance um a family member who lives with you and they get up they have a shower or maybe they go for a run and they come home, they have a shower, um, they get ready, they go to work um, and after work they go for a bike ride or wherever it is that they love, you know, that's their hobby, that's their interest, maybe they're in a club or something, you know, and and that life that they have that has a, a pattern, like they, they don't have to wonder what will I be capable of doing tomorrow? They don't mm-hmm. have that in the back of their mind. They're just living their life. With SPS, as you say, not knowing, the, the consistency then of not knowing whether you can continue this one hobby or this one interest or this one love that you have to do every day. This is why I have a mixed bag. I was just going to say, have more Were on you? the plate. Yes, have more I on have. the plate. I have a mixed bag of of things. So this is what um, we often talk about. And funnily enough, I was speaking to my husband about it on the weekend of dipping and diving, having my fingers in many pies. So there is always something that my mind, my heart, my body, my soul can enjoy. So the day isn't completely silent Mm -hmm. and mundane because then the mind runs away with you, doesn't it? You know, and takes you to dark places. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, yesterday 
I um, I was able to plant just out on on the top top terrace so it's right outside the the back door you know nothing any you know nothing difficult no obstacles to kind of like you know to try and get over um, Mm -hmm. no risk of fall or anything like that Um, and just planted up some snowdrops and some primroses and my heart was so happy mm-hmm. so happy because my hands were in the soil I was enjoying these little plants and I was all wrapped up I was still in my my, my gym jams mind mm-hmm. the neighbors what do they think but what does that matter exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was all, all wrapped up you know with my hus- husband's cozy cardi on top of my my big chunky um pjs and I was just in the moment and it mm-hmm. was beautiful and it took forever what would take someone probably 10 minutes took me a good couple of hours of resting breathing Mm -hmm. sitting and you know and and just dabbling slowly but afterwards when I came in I was like holy moly what have I gone and done now because even though my soul was happy and my mind was light and easy breezy my physical self was like oh Oh, no, mm-hmm. what have you done? And I think not coming down heavy on yourself and questioning yourself in that way, being mm-hmm. okay with the physical response, the physical symptoms. And I just went, I laid on my bed and I was still mm-hmm. for the rest of the late afternoon, evening, night. I just had to be still. But it was so worth that time, that happy heart time, you know, and then this morning, it had to be a very, very gentle morning, because of how I had spent my energy yesterday, Mm -hmm. and that's okay, and then for the days that I am not able to dabble like that, is when I read, and I know we Mm -hmm. both love, um, books all forms of literature, me too, Mm -hmm. but there's even, um, you know, energy within reading um or even with regards to I know with you um you you listen to a lot of audio books don't you as opposed to actually reading because of yeah. other, other things that you have going on at the moment um well I actually have had to curtail um because I as you know, I love someone reading to me I've always loved that I oh there's something cozy about um, a story being read to me um, prior to even SPS coming into my life. And when I worked in the community, my car would either be silent or it would have an audiobook on. So what I found was um, that with Audible, I was using the app Audible, I was becoming very comfortable in that state. And I knew that I had to push myself a little. Um, so I am struggling with the black and white text and also processing and and tracking um, and following a story, which it was a dark time in my life, Elle, um, Lindsay. It really was. And just to pause there, and I'm sorry, I know I go off on a tangent, but when you were speaking of the gardening, I remember this time last year um, being in such a physical state thinking, oh my gosh, I am stuck in these four walls. I can't take any more of this. Oh, flip the script, Em was was uh you know something that came into my head because we often talk about that flip the script and I think I'd said to you I need to flip a, a full building to, get, to, yeah. to change this mindset in this body and what I actually did was um I started just with planters 
popping some seeds in for fruit and veg, if you recall. And it it took everything within me just to sit there and and just pop a few seeds in and carry them over and catch my breath. So just wanted to connect with you there and um, and how that was a very gentle introduction of fatigue management for me to be able to get outdoors. It also encouraged me to get outdoors because I had to keep an eye on these these little seedlings and make sure they were all okay and were they were they flourishing. And ironically, as they flourished and they grew, well, some of them didn't, as you know, I started to to regain a momentum and some strength. But going back to the reading, um, yeah, the processing, etc. It was a very dark stage in my life, as you know, because reading, we both often talk about books um, and I'm so envious of you firing through that you know this library of, of books and I'm like oh gosh I'm still on the same one from two years ago but that's okay and and what I then did embark upon was um, books that I already have um, and yes I will put my hands up. I I think I've read Pride and Prejudice a gazillion million times. Um, And yes, I know Lizzie and Darcy get together. Oh, spoiler, if you don't know that. (laughs) Who doesn't know that? Um, And I know that, but I'm still lost in in, in the story. So what I started to do was on Audible, I, I purchased it on Audible with one of my credits and I followed along the book with Audible. And that started to help retrain my brain of... I think, again, coming out of that automatic pilot, that um, fight or flight, being afraid, oh, no, what if I can't ever do this again? Feeling stuck Mm -hmm. Um, instead of thinking, well, come on, why can't you do this? Let's try it. And if it doesn't work today, then we can always try tomorrow. And there's always another day after that. So, yes, we we do share um, a great love for literature and sharing all things books. And um, as you had posted on Facebook, I love I love uh, um, when you stop off and there's there's a little, um, as, as the Welsh would say, kutch, um, library, like a little um, box, you know, an honesty box where you can, you know, um, community library. I love, you find a lot of that in Yorkshire. I love that. Or, you know, in Tesco or, um, in fact, when we were in holiday last year at the back of our church, the church we were attending, there was a small, um, two shelves of books um, and I purchased one like you for 50 pence and I sent you a picture, remember, and I thought, I'm on the beach, I'm determined to read this. Two words and I was gone, um, as in gone, as in unable to read. <laughs> but um, it's amazing how it doesn't even need to cost the earth, um, especially in today's climate where many people are at a, a difficult place, particularly people who are unable to work. It's basically sleep or heat. So it doesn't need to be expensive hobbies or interests it can be something like going to the library or you know a jumble sale or like your husband picking up the 50 pence book oh I was so excited wasn't I last week because I oh I love all things books it doesn't need to be anything in particular I will Mm -hmm. read anything well say any as long as it you know it's not dark I don't I don't like yeah, dark reading uh-huh. the purpose of, of of reading for me is so um I can take myself off to mm-hmm. a beautiful place and you know interact or become one with a, a particular character mm-hmm. you know so whether it's 
great literature, you know, the classics. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm still I'm still working through Wuthering Heights. I have (gasps) Emma Jane Austen um, upstairs next to my bed. But at the moment, this 50 pence book, um, Mm -hmm. Churchill's Angels. um, I was like, that's wonderful. And when um, Mm -hmm. when my husband FaceTimed this week, um, because he's he's currently out on the road again this week, um, he said, oh, I nipped back in. Um, pop some money in the honesty box he said I have another three books excellent <laughs> and um, and when you're speaking of today's um, you know economic uh, situation shall we say and it is tough it's hard for everyone particularly if you're not able to work anymore because of SPS or, or any other um, any other you know disease illness mental health challenges you know and when we we were chatting about this, actually, my, my hubby and I, and he looked on the back and he said, look at this, $7.99 this book, mm-hmm. $8.99 this book. And he mm-hmm. said, you had all three for, you know, for, for a pound. It's great. Mm-hmm. So Fantastic. vintage books, pre-loved books, oh, you know, yeah. I think, I, you know, and as you say, a, a library, if you do have access to mm-hmm. to a library, um, it is it's all beautiful ideas and, and different ways of being able to do something that you love that isn't going to cost you, um, you know, a, a couple of days worth of shopping money, for instance, you know. Absolutely. And I think, you know, again, it's about not placing barriers, trying to allow that that seedling of courage to, to root inside of you and say, OK, start the the, the self-narrative come on now it's okay don't be afraid take that step forward you you will feel better for it Um, because life can become very stale and enclosed within four walls if we are not doing and it as you say it doesn't need to be out there spinning all the plates being in a circus Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins you know it doesn't need to be anything (laughs) like that um, speaking of which, you know, slate painting, I love, um, you know, when you are able to collect stones from the beach or on your walk or sticks um, and just paint them. The other thing that I used to do with my children was I used to go to somewhere like Poundland or I would have old wooden spoons and we would just decorate them. You know, and it become Mrs. Spoon and Mr. Spoon. And it was just arts and crafts moments that didn't require a lot of money. And it really didn't require a lot of energy either. So, Lindsay, I know we had been discussing also about where we've been and, and then catapulting ourselves into this, this creative world and this sense of being able to to do and not placing ceilings, these ceilings on ourselves and say, well, OK, what can we do? rather than what can we not do and I just, I just want, sorry so, sorry Em I just wanted to say I didn't catapult it was very slow it was like mm-hmm. extracting teeth for, for yeah, me yeah um and where it started um speaking of um planting and and the garden and things was <laughs> wanting um a very very small patch of grass big enough just to set my two feet on Mm -hmm. for those you know for the benefits of of grounding that's where it it all started for me a few years ago and I found by spending that time in that little 
patch of garden that I have, Mm -hmm. she taught me so much. It was very slow and it was very gentle, but I call her forget me not. Um, You know, she, she has a name and the reason being forget me not was because I forgot all the wonderful things Mm -hmm. in my life. I forgot joy, peace, love. Mm -hmm. I forgot inner peace. I forgot tranquility. I forgot compassion. I forgot love for myself. I forgot so much. And just placing my feet on the ground, Mm -hmm. being silent and learning to get uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. to be comfortable with myself again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was a very, very slow progress. And the tears and the heartbreak that I went Uh through, moving through those emotions. Mm -hmm. And then not being able to do out in that little garden what I wanted to do. Because I wanted to do all the things. I wanted to grow the cottage flowers. I wanted to grow my own salad and my own vegetables and fruits. I wanted to do all the things. But my physical self did not have the capability so what my hubby did was bought all these these long trays from the yes. garden centre, but you can use anything. And he brought the outside in and mm-hmm. I potted, I sowed seeds and I potted up little seedlings and I grew everything off my windowsills around mm-hmm. my house. Yes. And that that was how I started my journey moving through finding another way. It was through that the garden space through mm-hmm. fresh air, through nature, yes. um, not big holidays or hiding away. And because I want to keep running away to a log cabin, CM, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to block myself off. I want to be in the silence. I want to just be in my own inner peace. But finding how to be peaceful in the mm-hmm. chaos when your your world when your life feels so broken because you don't know how to manage this disease what mm-hmm. it's done to you your family mm-hmm. you know how do you live a life of fruition again yeah. how do you do that so it was very slow for me and I, I don't know whether you catapulted either did you do you I feel didn't... you did <laughs> I don't think I did catapult. I think that was a wrong term. Um, when you speak some people the do um, some, some some people do. I think after hospital, um, well, I I had a big um holiday to Japan, um, and I I certainly think I did catapult then. Where I am now, I never expected to be. Um, and we're talking, you know, a, a journey of five years. So, I think where I was. You know, I, I hit the, the fatigue um, wall, but then I was able to come out of that and I was still managing to walk and I was still managing to do some things, still able to drive, etc. Um, And then I hit this wall, this space a few years ago, which was when you and I met. And I would say very much it was it was snail piece. It wasn't. It was trying to to reconnect my mind and body because they really my mind was really dragging my body to places it didn't need to be. My body was experiencing enough without my mind taking it further mm-hmm. um, with all the cortisol and and blocking out all the happy hormones, if if we like to call it that. Um, and like you say, I remember that buying those trees, those seedling trees, and um, starting off with those. 
and then some of the other plants that could be outdoors. Now, it was actually one of my children that was popping the pressure on saying, are those plants, are they ever going to be planted? But it was almost as though that was a, a, and something that he planted within me of, come on, you're capable of this. Stop oh, being lovely. so scared. Yeah. Now, for me, it was fear. There was the physical limitations with um, the fatigue, but inside me was this fear. And again, when I speak of this respiratory physio, he actually acknowledged, he was the one that recognised there was some agoraphobia there. I had suddenly become enclosed within myself, never mind the four walls. And I suddenly had lost all confidence in my capabilities and my abilities and constantly second guessing myself because what I had allowed was for my name to be erased almost from my birth certificate and SPS to be to be documented in its place. Mm. Um, and that label, I became that label rather than as you say, walking alongside and saying, well, okay, the body isn't feeling too great today, but what can I do? Um, So where I am now is completely different to where I was um, after the seven years and reaching diagnosis. So all the things that we speak of, you know, like walking 11, 12 miles. And as you say, you know, I I was listening to a beautiful poem the other day about a mountain and it, it actually... I, I time travelled back to a younger me and I, I was speaking about this in the car. I shared that with you um, the other evening mm-hmm. of re- recalling that I had climbed mountains and I was like, how on earth could I even forget that? It was an, a, an epiphany because what it made me realise was how how much of myself I had lost not through SPS, but through my own enclosure of my mind, forgetting who I was. And that was a a moment of self-discovery of, wow, smile because that happened. Okay, I'm getting older. I'm not pushing, I'm not pushing 50 though, L at Lindsay, you know, (laughs) just to bring that back in there. I was thinking of getting us t-shirts actually for our birthdays. (laughs) Um, But you know, so the, the body does age and there's some things that perhaps we aren't able to do as our bodies uh, as our bodies grow older. And that can be the case with premature aging with with an active disease. Um, so, again, it's, it's then what can you do? I'm not pumping it out at the gym. Um, I'm not managing the long walks, although I have managed 3,000 steps the last couple of evenings. As you know, remember I I was, um, I I decided that evening the walls were closing in and I thought, flip the script, come on. You have some energy. This feeling of being stale, of being stagnant, this is not good. What are you going to do? Are you going to allow it to continue on until tomorrow or are you going to seize the moment because you're able to? I knew I had the the physical capability, Lindsay, that, that, that evening. Yeah, that is one thing that I just want to touch upon. You know, when you mentioned agoraphobia. Yeah. Um, and that is very, very, very real when it comes to SPS. And the reason why I would probably I would not use the word agoraphobia, actually, for, for, you know, for myself. But I can see how it gets to that point, even because of the the um, the the physical reactions, you know, like with with my body, I suffer really 
Mm-hmm. I don't like that word suffer. I experience yeah. um, startle response mm-hmm. um, because of the repercussions of, of SPS. So to be outside on my own, you know, it, it, it can be dangerous because literally I, I freeze to the spot. I fall and there is no there is no way of being able to catch myself. So even having you know the, the the stick with with me it's not enough it it, it just isn't mm-hmm. um so you know even being out on on that small terrace yesterday it was all about being close to the floor so having that knee mat with me mm-hmm. um so I can just pop my bottom down on it and just you know potch around on the ground so I'm not you know stood upright so if a, a neighbor does pull their car in or uh, you know a, a, a horn beeps or mm-hmm. next door's beautiful pooch barks mm-hmm. and it takes me it takes me you know um by surprise I'm still safe so again for listeners who are thinking well you know that's all well and good saying this about mm-hmm. being outside doing these things going for a walk how am I supposed to do that when the startle response is so heightened? Yes, you know, uh-huh. and and this is why throughout the week, I you know, I'm I'm housebound through throughout the week, and mm-hmm. it is on the weekends that I get my my nature fix, so to speak, and go to those mountains because I have the you know the the support and the care of my husband, who's then not working at at the time, to be with me and to concentrate solely on me. And, and experiencing uh, the mountains and the lake and, and all the wonderful <laughs> things out there that are able to soothe the soul and, and you know, bless the physical self as well. Mm-hmm. So I think, again, just pointing out there are ways, there is a way, there's yes. always a way, there's always a different di- direction. You can always tweak it. So it yes. suits you, your body, your capabilities, whether it's, you know, mentally, physically, um, there's always a way there is always another way so just yeah. wanted to, to touch on that yeah and um, actually there's a wonderful girl on Instagram Fashion Bell I think is her name where she is a, a wheelchair user and requires um, to use hoists etc and actually I noticed her video this morning was her um, using the the hoist into the swimming pool and just allowing the property of the water to allow her to float and and it was very admirable but again you know we are all different and I think that's the importance throughout even our conversation today and our own journeys is to say that you are unique and try just to be gentle on yourself try to allow this to be a self-discovery of yourself if there are things such as you know the salsa dancing the walking climbing of the mountains who knows I might be able to do that I'm I'm determined to climb um Fujisan Mount Fuji and I've said to my husband you know there must be camps along the way that I will be able to stop and have an overnight and rest and I'm determined to do that at some stage but I know that that would require a long period over in Japan to be able to recover, etc. But so there, there are ways, there are ways to um, to grade the activity, bring it back even further to basics. Or, you know, I, I'm like yourself, I am somebody who's quite a, a cerebral person. I am someone who... I enjoy the arts. I enjoy, um, I love, I love antiques. Um, I love the repair. I don't watch a lot of TV in fact, but I love the repair shop. I love that program. I just, I think, oh, I'd love to be there. 
I love antiques. I, you know, I love visiting museums where there, there is accessibility there. There's always a chair in the museum. There are always quiet times within museums or art galleries to, to be able to, if you are sound sensitive. There are ways around and these places are usually free as well or, you know, you pay a nominal fee. The other thing that I really like, um, Lindsay, as you know, is history. I absolutely love history. And there are so many mediums that you can almost feed into that hobby of either be it YouTube, podcasts, mm-hmm. audiobooks. Um, if you are able to read, even if it's just looking at some of the pictures and you know, I become very enthralled and very involved in um, history and, and old fa- photographs as well. Another avocation is anthropology. I am oh, absolutely enthralled. Again, history buff, but I am enthralled by ancient civilizations. I, I, I'm just blown away by um, Egyptology, Judaism, Christianity of my own faith. I've always enjoyed the life of the saints and and that also is something, is it a hobby or is it an interest? I'm not sure. What I do know is that it it provides encouragement as well, that there are people, um, when I'm talking with regards to the life of the saints, people who have struggled and how you're, you're almost, it's autobiographical. You're, le- you're learning about their lives and how they've overcome adversity, etc. And it gives you hope to think. An well, inspiration. An inspiration. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, like there are so much opportunities um, that we discuss um, and activities that we discuss, even within where we are with our physical capabilities and our minds our minds can become very overworked and overwhelmed can't they both of us mm-hmm. can can feel quite overwhelmed so let let's try and and think about how this brings joy into our life like you're talking about forget me not so finding another way not talking about we've discussed all the barriers let's talk about the fruitation the growth the let's pop her daisy chains on Lindsay <laughs> Kick off the sandals, yeah. Kick off the sandals. Dance with my fairy wings. Yeah, (laughs) feet on the grass. (laughs) You know, and thinking about the the joy um, that we can find as we are at this moment, accepting where we are in the physical and our physical self, what are we doing? So for me, I'm, I'm embarking upon my reading journey again. I'm enjoying music. I love music. I'd said that music allows me to time travel back to being Elizabeth Darcy, you know, going back to the 60s and the 70s, going back in my own memories of hearing a song and thinking, I remember where I was when I first heard that song. And and it brings, you know, I'm in the past, but I'm in the present. And it brings so much joy and happiness. I'm trying to think what else I enjoy because I speak about it so often. We spoke about gardening. I love gardening too. I love being in among, you know, all the mud and having the dirt under your fingernails and just all the tactile feedback, input from that, Um, walking. I'm really trying to build myself up to managing to to, um, increase those steps. Um, Well, you know, speaking of mm -hmm. of that and... and, um, you know, being able to increase your steps and things. You know, I have that little, it's not a cycle machine. 
I yeah. what, is, what is it called? That little that little pedal machine. Let's call it a pedal machine because uh, I, I can't. Can never... I can't. <laughs> Neither can I. <laughs> so it's 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 very new into the mix of trying to get a little bit of movement into mm-hmm. this body of mine and strengthening my legs for standing and you know and and hopefully you know independently walking again one day because having to depend on someone to be able to stand and walk it's not fun it's not you know you see pity party moment it's not fair (laughs) it's not (laughs) I know it's not a pity party it's not a pity party at all you know just saying again there is another way. I have this little cycle machine on the floor in the bedroom and I, you know, I, I sit on the sofa and I do a little bit of cycling, nothing crazy, but I know I'm doing something to mm-hmm. help myself. I'm doing it. I'm trying. And when you know you're trying and you're achieving something, you know, the release of the dopamine and the <laughs> smile in the heart. So okay, I'm not out there cycling on a bike, but I'm 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 doing something, working mm-hmm. my you know working my way up, and you know that's a beautiful thing. And mm-hmm. another beautiful thing, as you know, that um, that I've I've started this year is photography. Yeah, you know, I am loving it, and I would really like some lenses mm-hmm. so I can do. Um, some close-up photography work hubby is more into landscapes and birds in flight you know Mm -hmm. and that's a lovely thing that um that I've fallen into this year and I'm enjoying Mm. learning about and again you know gets me out in in nature over weekend so that's really lovely um but when I can't you know I'm not able to be out then I can take photos of all the lovely things that's inside my home. Yes. So again, there's always another way to feed the soul, you know, and to have a piece of work at the end of the day and be really proud of that and go, that, that's, that was really great. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Um, the paints up, upstairs, I, I, again, I said to hubby um, on the weekend, I'm going to get the paints back out, the watercolours mm-hmm. and some acrylics and start um, just some flowers, watercolor yeah. flowers, because you know I don't have any training as a painter. I have no idea how to paint. I just sit and I dabble. I create, and when I've created something and I step back, I'm like, "Whoa, that's mm. really good. That's yeah. really neat." And um, and then just you know enjoy that moment. It doesn't have to be a Picasso. <laughs> I'm not saying no. Not saying that at all. But you know, just something that is pleasing to the eye. You know, yeah. and and you've done it. It's great. Yeah. You've taken that time and you've enjoyed that time. So just pouring out some other ideas and other ways yes. of being able to achieve, you know, something of a hobby of of an interest. Absolutely, and art is in the eye of the beholder. You know, who mm-hmm. who says? Um, what one believes is a masterpiece, another one can look and think, mm, well, okay, I'm not sure about that. Um, so I, 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 like you, I, I enjoy drawing, I enjoy painting. I am by no means, you know, a, an artist. But 
what I do find is is that just the sensation and you know just just using those fine motor skills again it's very tactile there's feedback um, and at the end of it you look and think mm, well that okay <laughs> you can either have a laugh to yourself and think oh my gosh that's absolutely awful but you know let's have a laugh at that that's that's the topic for the dinner this table this evening or indeed you look back and think it's quite pretty actually go me yeah. um yeah absolutely so again as I say you know if it's if it's watercolors or even just chalk chalk on pavement and I know that might sound sound childish, but no, um, you know, if you go if you travel, I love traveling and you see all these street artists. And actually, I have um, some artwork from some of these street artists. They're absolutely amazing, you know, and some of them are just drawing on the pavements to get um, to draw attention. So, you know, something like that. As I say, slate painting, you enjoy knitting. I am not a knitter. It's something I've never been able to do it breaks my heart um but you know there are other things that you can do with wool there's so much that you can do now hang on em let's just say with regards to knitting oh (laughs) i can can do a straight line so that's more than me that's more than me (laughs) and i i keep i'm going to do a box of scarves to just you know distribute with regards to um you know the the homeless community and what have you but I am so slow because it takes a lot of of for me energy you have to sit up and you have to have that repetitive movement in your hands and in your arms and you know and and then they claw and they go all stiff and you're Uh, like no what's happening here but again, it's about that is is about pacing and and being yeah. okay with just doing little bits, stopping, resting, and pick it back up. And if your box of scarves that you have been wanting to donate is is taking you eighteen months to complete, mm-hmm. uh-huh. it's fine. It's yeah. uh, be okay with that. Smile at the work that you've already done. And be okay with that because it's coming from a place of love, you know. Absolutely. So, so you know, I'm not knitting up a storm, guys. I wish I was because people. <laughs> I tell you what, people who knit their own clothes, their jumpers oh, and, and gloves and and socks and hats and all the things. Mm-hmm. I would love to be able to create like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I'm forever j- dropping stitches. <laughs> Well, that, that's what I was going to say to you was uh, my mum actually knitted um, for um, homeless chat. Um, it was actually for um, the shoebox appeal and also for, um, over in, um, oh, I can't remember, the country now escapes me. And she knitted 100 scarves and she actually left me with the knitting needles. And she's like, right, you can do no wrong here because she's tried to teach me over the years. And by the time she had, you know, boiled the kettle and made the tea, she came back and the needle the, the needles were completely stiff and she I was like I just don't know what I've done and she's like let me see <laughs> and she oh, was like bless. okay you've dropped some stitches here and you've added some there and I was like look let's just <laughs> games a bogey it's not going to be my thing and I, I I'm very envious of that but one of the things I'm really hoping to to take up more is them um, felting I just find it so therapeutic. The only thing is that can be quite expensive to gather the materials. So I'm quite realistic about that. 
And another thing, uh, Lindsay, that came to mind there was when we're talking about pacing and and accepting where we are, was you know being a mum and needing that. The, the holidays are coming up. We're at half term now in February and the Easter holidays are coming up. And last year and the year before, when I wasn't in a great place physically, I wasn't able to do much. What we were able to do was geocaching with the boys. And with regards to that, normally, you know, out in the forest, you could geocache. And if anyone's interested, you can look up. It's geocaching.com. And, you know, it's like a treasure hunt. As we said, have no idea okay. what you're, what so you're you, talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> so you can use a GPS or your phone and you, you go into geocaching.com and it's like a small treasure hunt and people hide. It's usually a small box or a small tube and they will give you the coordinates and you go and you find the coordinates. You sign your name in the list little piece of paper to let them know you've been there you take whatever they have and you leave a small thing yeah it's great and it's great for kids and adults alike now what do you do if you know because a lot of this geocaching you think is it away in the forest or is it here and there no actually it's not and what I found when I was able to drive I wasn't able to get out and and be in the mud and and if my body just wasn't allowing me to be in that place what I could do though was be the taxi you know it could be mum's taxi and I sat in the car and I could watch my my children rummaging in and underneath (laughs) underneath be careful of the thorn bushes and in there you know to find the geocache sign your name and come out with that sense of pride and the joy that that cascaded and you know planted in my heart was was absolutely amazing but as last year I really wasn't able to drive my hubby got on board and we were like right let's get on this geocaching so there, there is a way there is a way around these things that can still bring joy and definitely if you have children and you are a mum and you're thinking I need to be this all singing all dancing Mary Poppins mum that I think I need to be um no give yourself a break acceptance of where you are you can still be of use you can still be of value and you can still be the best mum that you are and remember all that they are looking for is you to be present in the moment and it's just with a smile it's with laughter joining in they have to be little individual um independent beings as well and I'm not talking about two or three year olds you know I'm talking about eight or nine year olds with perhaps an older sibling or or friend um and they're within if you're sitting in the car you're, you're still able to see them so they're not completely unsupervised or at risk but you know, sometimes they just they, they don't even need you there. They just need to know that you're there for safety. But really, they just want to be in that moment themselves as well and come back to you and say, "Look what I was able to do," you know. So try try not to be so hard on yourself. And go. There's lots out there in the libraries at the moment with free resources. Um, be resourceful. Google what is what what's available for free activities. Um, and, and there seems to be a big drive and incentive because of the current um, economic state that there are free activities for families, for children. Lots of the museums will be running, you know, um, um, painting workshops and craft workshops. There's loads. In fact, we could list a lot of them from our local areas, probably on Facebook. But I think as well mm-hmm. um, is, is another thing that... 
um, speaking of things that um, have free entry or, or what mm-hmm. have you, that's easily accessible, is don't forget what's on your own doorstep. Yes. I don't think that you have to travel miles and miles and miles to find somewhere. Um, I think we, we were chatting this week, weren't we, about holidays and things. And I wonder yes. if I'll, you know, I'll ever see the clear blue waters and the white sands and things. But, you know, for now, I'm I'm happy in my, my, mm-hmm. my hometown. And there is so much that just surrounds us already you know Mm -hmm. there are the waterfalls and the the forests and as you said nature walks um but there's also art galleries museums and and they have beautiful grounds and coffee shops on the grounds and there are just wonderful places to explore and see that are just a few minutes from from home you don't have to tire yourself out you know, trying to find these these wonderful places that are advertised or what have you, mm-hmm. you know, that look at what is on your doorstep. I think you'll find that there are some incredible things right there. Um, Hubby and I, when we're exploring on the weekends, often I'm like, how did I not know this was here? Mm-hmm. How have we been living here, The you know, these past four years and not know, <laughs> you know, this uh-huh. wonderful place is right here. Um, So maybe, you know, Google search what is in my local community, you know, what is in, you know, a very short radius around me and where we can go and and have some fun. And as you say, with, you know, with with the kiddie winkies as well, what's available, you know, what's available for them. So you're not worn out with traveling. So, you know, you can still you've got their energy. Um, absolutely and I think if you want to even take it back further and I know we've we've went a little off topic with regards to hobbies etc but that is unscripted if we're talking about you know being parents or you know just trying to trying to take the pressure off ourselves when the children are at home and perhaps we're aware that other families are off doing a b and c it's it's more about the time that you spend and bring it then back to the kitchen table. And I said to you that um, we are still trying to play the board game Goonies Never Die. Oh. Um, you know, a game of Uno. There's Poundland as well. I know when mine were little, they used to love these little ceramic figures. And we would we would paint for hours um, all these little ceramic figures, you know, and have them lined up um, in the kitchen and... Um, there's lots to do. And where you've sorry, Em, where you've just said about Goonie Never Dies, it makes me smile because you know, that's another thing that's of a lovely interest of having game night, you know? Yeah. That, um, that, that doesn't that doesn't cost anything. A pack of cards. Everybody has a pack of cards yeah. about their house. Um and and you know, board games we have um is small, cheap it, it doesn't have to be expensive things. Guess who? And then we have um Cluedo Monopoly and Jenga. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? I don't and I and I guess games as well, they are available in, you know, local charity shops. It doesn't have to be yeah. new from Asda, Argos or wherever it is that you buy no. from, you know. 
So always, there, there is another way. And yes, I love game night. So thank you with the Goonie Never Dies reminder. <laughs> yeah, it, it's looking a bit it's looking a bit technical for my brain at the moment. So I'm, I'm dependent upon the children to say, right, teach me how to play this game. And, and they're kind of um, dragging their feet. But that's certainly something we will be doing over the February break. But again, Lindsay, we, we could talk to the days long because... We really just feel we're sitting here talking as friends, don't yeah. we, rather than in a yeah. podcast. So perhaps just drawing to a close, again, mindful of these energy buckets, mindful of the carryover, because we want to be out there at the weekend and over the half-term break, indulging in these hobbies and interests. Um, and I hope that we have served our listeners today by sharing our experiences and helping to see that there is another way. There is another way. It might not be catapulting the M's journey at the beginning. It can be snail pace, but do you know what? It's a step forward. And there might be some steps. It might be a game of snakes and ladders, but remember, you know, there's always a ladder to get up if if you have to come down the snake. There's always a step forward. So thank you so much for um, spending time with us today. And to finish off, we're going to leave you with a beautiful poem by Donna Ashworth, which is called There Will Be Days. So take lots of care. There Will Be Days by Donna Ashworth. There will be days, my friend, when you feel like you just can't go on. Just keep swimming. Breathe in and breathe out and wait for the light of a new day to dawn. There will be days, my friend, when nothing seems to make sense. It's not supposed to. Clear your mind and open your heart. The answers will come in time. There will be days, my friend, when the pain rises up and engulfs you. Be kind to yourself. Lay low. And let the tears flow like a river. Release. Open the floodgates. Let it out. There will be days, my friend, when it feels like the whole world is against you. When it feels like you cannot do right for doing wrong. Just sit it out. Tomorrow is a new day and these feelings will pass, I promise. You see, life is all things, from one day to the next. It is beautiful at times, wondrous, amazing and joyful. Then it is awful, miserable and heartbreaking. And the cycle goes around. It is as it should be. Everything is as it should be. And you, you will be okay. Have faith. Keep hope in your heart. Tomorrow is a new day. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We would love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook, SPS Unscripted Podcast. If you would prefer to DM us privately, then do so with the Facebook Messenger app. We're also over on Instagram, SPS Unscripted Podcast 1, all one word. A gentle reminder, we are not medical professionals. This content is reflective of personal journeys where we follow advice from our medical teams 
and we strongly advise that you always consult your medical professional for advice. <laughs>